What is up, everybody? Welcome to the show. I see things a little differently. I am this little chemical. Welcome to the Monday show. Exciting stuff. This is the week the Batman finally comes out. One of the most anticipated movies of all time. I would dare say the most anticipated. Hmm. Huh. Is this the most anticipated Batman ever? I don't know, but we'll find out later. Anyways, we'll talk about that on the Wednesday show. Welcome to this, this week uh, in wrestling. A lot of good stuff happened. A lot of confusing stuff happened as well. Uh, let's get right into it. The top story for this podcast is, for me, two things. It's a two-part story. It's a WWE story. Last week, AEW covered it. Without a doubt, that was a shocker. Probably of the year, right? This one is not as big of a shocker, but it's kind of surprising because I, I, I thought we just went through this. Cesaro, Claudio Castagnoli, gone from WWE. And so that was very interesting. And yes, if you're listening to the acoustics again, I'm still house-sitting. I was, I was not supposed to be house-sitting this long. Um, but I am, I think my last day is today, actually, as I record this, is Saturday. But um, that's why you still hear the same acoustics, except that bothers you. No one complained to me, though, so... Anyway, so apparently he did not want to sign the extension. Apparently it was more of a WWE decision than his. Apparently they made him an offer, and he just didn't think that offer was worth it. As we know, they were, they've been throwing around big deals. We have another person who signed on uh, for three more years, or supposedly <laughs> three more years. Um, so this is very interesting because we just went through this last year. If you guys remember last year, it had to be last year because it wasn't 2020. Last year, at around this same time, if you guys remember, there was a little gauntlet that was being had, and Nakamura essentially pulled Kofi Mania. That was was just wasn't just hot because there was no fans in the building. But that spot that Nakamura went through, where he was just running through the gauntlet, was actually meant for Cesaro. And so what ended up happening? I'll use his real name. But what happened was they had not come to an agreement on a deal yet. And so when it came to an agreement on a deal. That's when he got put into the match with Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. That's when he started having all these matches and winning matches against Daniel Bryan. Because remember, Daniel Bryan was the one pushing for him because Daniel Bryan was in creative at the time. And so that's why he had that big WrestleMania match, which he did win against uh, Rollins, by the way. And then he had that one-on-one championship match against Roman Reigns, which that was probably the highlight of his career as far as like, being in the main event picture, I don't think otherwise he had ever been in the main event picture. You know, obviously a former United States champion, only single title he's ever held, former the first and inaugural winner of the Andre the Giant uh, Battle Royal, and also a multiple-time tag team champion where he, anytime they put him in a tag team, he excelled, which we all knew that from uh, his first tag team with Chris Hero. But, um, yeah, apparently, I, I, didn't know he, I didn't know he signed for that short of time. Apparently, it's I guess it was only a year extension he signed. I'm thinking he signed a multi-year deal, but um, apparently they didn't. Or they could just wanted to re-up and say, hey, this is what we we're offering you. And he said no. I mean, the money they're throwing around, they must they must have legitimately just said, look here, you're only going to be here in mid-level. This is the mid-level pay. So 250, 350 grand a year, something like that, right? Which is not a lot of money considering how much money WAB is currently throwing around. So he's on his way out. I can't imagine he's all elite. I, I mean, I would imagine, because he's going to be in the same position in all elite, AEW. I would imagine he's going to travel the world, especially now that the world's reopening. 
Um, I know there's some things in the Ukraine we won't talk about that here, but um, uh, but I do my, con- my condolences to anyone who's lost people over there. But like obviously, no one's traveling over there for 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 shit right now. Um, but my point of saying all this is he, I'm sure he's just gonna be a traveler. Period. Bottom line, I I can just see him. I can see him. You know what? And because his his, his contract actually expired, so this is not a situation where he's waiting ninety days. He's a free agent right now, so it's one of those situations. And 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 I don't, and please don't ask me to do a top ten or sorrow. Um, I can't actually think of ten moments off the top of my head as I, I just literally wrote my notes down and rewrote them to format the show. Um, I, I don't his, his United States title run was not really a highlight. I remember he. I don't remember who he had with him, but I remember he used to have a woman valet that came out with him. And his gimmick was he spoke like 10 different languages and stuff like that. His, his U.S. run was not memorable. I remember he used to have on his little jacket or whatever. And so, um, what the hell was that? I had my iPad. Anyway. Yes, yes. It's definitely my iPad. Uh, let me cut this off. That's really weird. Hold on a second. Let's... I thought so. One second. <laughs> uh, sorry, guys. How, this, I find it funny. This stuff always goes off. It's all good. When, and this is random. It's never done this before. So I'm trying to find, like, this is really weird. Oh, there we go. My settings right there. Let's cut this off. Because that's weird how that came about. My app has always been near me. Always. During 99% of shows I've done. And it's never done that. That's freaking weird. Anyways. Yeah, his, U, his U.S. title. I mean, he had a, a, a jacket on. It was like a red and white jacket. I think it was repping his, his country. Um, he had a woman family. I don't remember who that was. I don't remember his U.S. title. Run. It wasn't very memorable. I mean, one of his highlights was when John Cena had that open. The U.S. Open. And he those two went. To, I mean, Cena had some, some classic matches with guys there. The first one being with Sami Zayn. Uh, Cesaro, that's probably one of the more critically, critically acclaimed uh, title open, air quotes, no air quotes, you can't see me doing air quotes, of all time, Eras, uh, to me, their tag team matches with the New Day, when it was the bar versus the New Day, they were, they were, the, they were the ones that unthroned the New Day, the longest reigning tag team championships of all time, reign of all time, um, what else, hmm, his match, his match with Roman Reigns was a great match last year. Match with Seth Rollins was great. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm not going to do that, guys, so don't ask me. <laughs> but those are the most I can think of off the top of my head. Um, look, I just think he's going to be better as a free agent doing the Matt Cardona thing. Like, that's why I was actually thinking. The reason why I said I'm glad Keith Lee signed and all, but to me, Keith Lee, I could see Keith Lee versus Moose as a money match for the, the Impact World Championship. And then, and then him just traveling in different companies, like like Moose is currently doing right now. Moose is about to uh, defend his title at, I believe, Revolver Six. You know, so it's just one of those things where, to me, why be mid card? He's so much better. Than, I know everyone says the most underrated guy or underutilized guy is Cesaro. All right, then do it. Do it. Fucking uh, Cardona's doing. That's, there's no reason to not make as much money as you can and have fun. Like you could tell Cardona is actually having fucking fun you know what i'm saying so um my best to him what he had a hell of a run you know he was underutilized they just never knew what to do with him 
You know, and that's, and that's on Vince, and that's fine. You know, he may not be a world champion. So I, I could see him being a world champion. Dude, I could definitely see him holding the Impact World title. I could see him holding the New Japan World Championship. I really can. Can you imagine a match with him in Okada? That would be fun to watch. So, anyways, uh, that was one of the top stories. The other top story. Pat McAfee's guest for next week's show will be Vince McMahon himself, reportedly. And so, I don't have a time or a date on it. And so, it's going to be great um, if you like his show. Uh, everyone did definitely give Brock Lesnar his his roses when it came to that interview, which was a, it was a, it was a fun interview, I guess. Um... So, um, yeah, but the big news, that's not the big news. The big news is, the big news is, um, sorry guys, house sitting, playing with a dog. Um, reportedly, and I saw this on, with Brad, on Brad Shepard's page and some other outlets as well. There is talk of having an angle and it may be a match. Between Vince McMahon and Pat McAfee. First of all, I don't believe this for one second. The only reason I'm even saying this is because I want you to laugh at the thought of a 76-year-old Vince McMahon. He literally looks like an action figure coming straight out the plastic because he looks like he's made from plastic. Having a match at 76 years old. And I remember two weeks ago. When it was announced that they're, hey, we have Austin versus Owens already signed or whatever. And we have an Austin-a-level surprise for WrestleMania, which was the rumor going around, right? Which is hard to believe because they also said Elimination Chamber is going to be twists and turns, you know? But is if this is the Austin-level surprise or whatever you want to call this, first of all, no one wants to see this. Second of all, if this turns out to be real... They are this. They are this is bad. This is terrible. I still stick by what I said last week. Cody needs to want be the one to dethrone Roman Reigns to make anything interesting. Like I hope I I've never I've said this before. This podcast and my previous podcast. When wrestlers retire and rappers retire, no matter how big of a fan I am, I'm always like, man, if they're happy, man, I'm happy for you, man. Fucking awesome, right? I only hope Austin comes back because that can save this WrestleMania. Do I want to see a Charlotte versus Rousey match? Absolutely, because their first match was kick-ass and there was no winner. We obviously know who's winning this match, but that would be awesome. Um, uh, Belair versus Becky Lynch in a real match will be awesome. Um, Reigns and Lesnar, I'm not excited, but I want to see if they have the guts to pull the trigger and let Roman Reigns defeat Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, something he has never done. The first time they matched up in the main event, guess what happened? Seth Rollins ruined it in the greatest cash-in of all time. The second time in Dallas, by the way, Reigns lost clean in one of the worst main events in WrestleMania history. This will be the third time, and this will be the only time in WrestleMania history that one match has been invented three different WrestleManias. Not even a classic feud like Rock and Austin got that honor. So I want to see if they have the balls, because I don't think they do. 
But I want to see if they have the balls. So this is our top star right now, Roman Reigns. Let's put both belts on him and see where we go from here. Let's see. But this is not a special attraction. This is pathetic. That's the only reason I wrote this down. I was, I was, I was, I was looking on this, doing a bunch of, you know, I saw some websites that was reporting it that weren't too reputable. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, I just have to say, I just have to talk about this in the show for the pure entertainment value. I would be wrong for not even just mocking this idea. And the fact that this is being reported by multiple, I don't care what anyone says, dude. There was talks of this, clearly. There were talks of this. Now, what could be the other thing is, now this would be awesome if they did this. And that's why I'm going to, I promise you guys, I was actually going to skip WrestleMania this year. I actually uh, I had a friend who said, I'm going to WrestleMania, I got some tickets, you want to go? I was like, I don't want to pay for this WrestleMania, dude. Like, I've been fortunate to have paid for some great WrestleMania moments to go to. Like, WrestleMania 27 wasn't a great WrestleMania, but in my opinion, the Earn Tigger Triple H match was fire. To see The Rock really return and get involved in that match, that was cool too. But for the most part, WrestleMania sucked. But then, translate to next year. You have Rock versus Cena number one. Punk versus Jericho. You know, you had some great moments there. You know, so that was worth it. Then go to WrestleMania 30 in my hometown, Louisiana. Daniel Bryan wins the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Him and Triple H put on a clinic. I got to see the fucking streak end. Awesome stuff, right? I was like, nah, I'm good. But, but this idea was floated. And I have to say this. And credit to a number of people. You know who you are. I'm not going to say all the names. Who floated this idea. What if that promo of The Rock, because he cut a promo at the Super Bowl. What if the promo of The Rock cut and he said, there's more to come on Twitter or something like that. What if he is the big surprise that will come out? Because we all know next year's WrestleMania is in Los Angeles. 39 is in Los Angeles. What if um, Reigns wins, holding up the belts in in which has not been a surprise. If you look at what Reigns had to do this past year, he's literally taken the torch. Every time he, he he conquers one, someone else comes out. Cena comes out. This person comes out. What if The Rock comes out at the very end of WrestleMania and they have a stare down and then you see the credit logo at the bottom? Now that is a real attraction. That would be awesome. But this... Is laughable. This is like, I know most of you guys probably don't watch sports. This is like that Knicks owner, though, who's freaking out of his mind. This is that. And I kind of hope, I'm kind of hoping it's true just so we can see the disaster that would be that match. To see a young Pat McAfee have to sell for a 76 year old Vince McMahon. But I still don't think it's real. But I had to say it for the pure entertainment value. That's all. NXT. Dolph Ziggler, thanks to uh, Robert Roode, defeated uh, Tommaso Ciampa. And now is the number one contender for standing and deliver. He will face Braun Breaker. That is your main event for NXT. <sighs> kind of underwhelming there. Raw. The Alpha Academy. RK Bro. Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, 
in two weeks for the tag team titles. I would have to imagine, and I'm hoping I'm wrong here, but I would think Owens and Rollins are going to get those tag team championships. And I don't want to see Alpha Academy lose because I think they're doing the best work of their career. But I just get the feeling that's where we're going with this. Because they've been beating the hell out of RK-Bro, Owens, and Rollins. They really have. So I have to think this is where they're going to get crowned the new tag team champions. Edge makes an open challenge for his WrestleMania match. I believe the rumors are currently uh, AJ Styles. So that's what everyone seems to want. So it will be a fresh match, that's for sure. Speaking of AJ Styles, just signed a new deal, $3 million a year. And apparently AEW had no interest. Apparently, they didn't even make an offer to AJ Styles. And you know what? I'm not surprised. AJ Styles wasn't leaving anyway. This is AJ Styles' last big contract he's going to sign. He he seems pretty content at WWE. You know what? If he is, I'm happy for him. There you go. Good stuff there. Finn Balor versus Damian Priest for the U.S. title will happen next week. I'm looking forward to that match. It should be fun. Brock Lesnar will defend the WWE Championship at the MSG show, but Bobby Lashley has been pulled, as we know, due to his shoulder surgery. Drake Maverick returns to WWE, but on the creative team, maybe replacing, I don't know, who knows, Sky Too Hottie or whoever else has left in the last few months. AEW. We'll get back to WWE in a second. Reportedly, they've signed Swerve Strickland, the former uh, Swerve Scott, and they also have picked up the option on Brian Cage. And that's that I saw that and I was like, that's surprising. Didn't see that coming. Uh hold on one second. Um, oh never mind, I know that is. <laughs> Someone sent me this text and was like who the fuck is this? <laughs> um, sorry about that. So, anyways, that is uh, really surprising considering that he's been backstage, um, but they have not used him. He hasn't been used well since his first couple months. <sighs> and that's the problem when you have a bloated roster, you know? And once again, people are going to want to leave and stuff like that. And if they picked up the option, I would have to assume it's because Tony Khan talked to Brian Cage. They figure out what is best and what can work. Um, for both parties, and so I could only imagine that. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I, I could. I, could, I would have to imagine that's they talked about, it and there's a better direction and where to go and everything. But right now, dude, that, and I'm not saying I want three hours. Fuck no. But two hours of diamond, dude. Sometimes it feels like it's not enough. You know, and, and you know. But at the same time, though, I am grateful. Like this week, they had a tease of Keith Lee and, and uh, Powerhouse Hobbs' face, right? They're both going to be in that ladder match revolution. I was like, damn, I want to see that so bad. I want to see more Keith Lee, but I thought about it. Do I really? When you have people wrestling every week, it's, they're not special. You know what I'm saying? So it's like one of those situations where it's just like... That, that, that makes sense. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, me personally, I'm just kind of like... No, this is... This is what we ask for, for from WWE all the time. So this is kind of cool. It, it actually has me wanting more of these talents. But at the same time, I, I can't think of a way to present Brian Cage, though. And I think that's a puzzling thing for me. Because I wasn't a big Brian Cage fan. And he can wrestle. He's, he's good. But I feel like when he kicked him out of Team Taz, turned him face, I feel like 
he lost something. You know, he doesn't have the charisma of a Ricky Starks. He just does not. Um, so, I, but it's just it's just one of those things that's, um, it's just so it's just so fascinating to me. Um, like I just don't know what to do with him. So that's that's what confuses me with him. But look here, I hope he's happy. Swerve Scott is a hell of a pickup. Someone you can put in the ranks of the TNT Championship. And to me. I think this is the thing we need to start remembering, guys, is that not everyone's going to be a heavyweight contender, right? Like, like not everyone's in that field. There's, you're, you're sometimes just in the TNT rankings, and that's okay. Can you imagine Swerve Scott versus Sammy Guevara? Swerve Scott versus Darby Allen? Swerve Scott versus uh, Andrea Idolo? Like, that would be fucking amazing, you know? So, to me, I, that's how I see a lot of this stuff, you know? So, but I also think it helps me. Uh, that the fact that like being in some production means sometimes and seeing the way things are looked at and booked, it's like, all right, I see that. I get that. Now you can move them up. Like we've seen when WWE wants to make a star, they can. We see when AEW wants to make a star, they can. Adam Page is a star now, you know, so good for them. Anyways, um, all out 2021 did 10 million revenue, 205,000 pay-per-view buys. So that was pretty good. AEW also reveals the first Owen Hart shirt for the Owen Hart Cup for those of you guys still looking forward to that. FTR, they said some interesting stuff. They revealed that they paid over 10 grand worth of trademarks to WWE to get the early release. Wow. They were the only ones, in my opinion, that like wanted out so bad and you knew they wanted it so bad. And I remember JR saying something on a podcast or what what was that podcast or was it um an interview or it was something. I think it was an interview, but it wasn't his podcast though. He said, "Man, don't mess up your royalties. Just stick with it until you get out of your contract." And FTR did that, man. You you knew they didn't want to be there. WWE knew they didn't want to be there. They weren't gonna resign those contracts. They weren't gonna give them what they wanted, and they paid for it literally. So that's um pretty interesting to know. And yeah, if you guys are wondering what those those snaps were, it's because the dog was being annoying. Um, Dynamite. MJF cut one of the great, probably his best promo ever. Talks about how he was a Jew kid and how CM Punk saved him. And when CM Punk left, he left not just the wrestling world, but left him. And he completely is drawing Punk in. And he's going to so fuck him over in two weeks. I mean, this week. Because this is the final week. Until revolution, this is a matter. This is this, I, I, I forgot about that. In my anticipation of the Batman, Sunday's fucking revolution. So um, yeah. So like, Punk came out. I was like, is it real? Is it real? Like, great promo. He was crying. Like, this is gonna make Punk weak in that dog collar match. I still think Punk is winning. We'll get into predictions. Um, hmm. We'll, we'll get into predictions because this. By the time this drops, matter of fact, let's look at the calendar. I guess. Uh. <laughs> what? What? Twenty six? Yeah. No, we have one. No, this is this drops on the twenty eighth. Yeah, we we may just need to do a what I, what I may do is on the fourth. I may just, um, yeah, 
I may just drop some predictions, but they won't be a show. It'll just be a prediction thing. You guys listen to it. It'll be like a 10, 15-minute thing. We'll do it that way. Because I didn't even write the matches down. So, seeing them come up closer. But he's drawing Punk in. And I have a feeling this weekend, he's going to make Punk bleed. He's going to beat him down. He's just drawing him in. But it's a great fucking story, though. Buddy Matthews. Makes his de- debut at AEW. He joins the House of Black and leaves Death Triangle Lang. Mind you, he only left two members of Death Triangle Lang. We know that Phoenix is ready to come back. Because guess what? He's wrestling a match with his brother in House of Glory. So we know he's ready to come back. I cannot wait for this six-man tag. I don't think... From where I've read an article, I don't think he's going to be back in AEW until a week after... Um, revolution. So I doubt we see the six man tag then, but that six man tag is gonna be fucking awesome. We have Death Triangle versus the House of Black, probably just a blow off. It's gonna be fan fucking tastic. I can't wait for it. Red Dragon won a spot in a tag team title match at Revolution as they won the first battle royal. Good for them. And then you still see how Adam Cole's in the middle of everything, and how you still see have like the Red Dragon and the Bucks just don't trust each other. When these matches happen between Red Dragon, the Bucks, Omega, Adam Cole, I am so looking forward to that. Brian Danielson accepts John Moxley's challenge after John Moxley comes out to save him. He said, "Don't be surprised if you're the only one bleeding. That is going to be an awesome Revolution's fucking stack." I was even thinking about going, and then I seen that like a lot of secondary markets are just buying the tickets up to just jack the prices up or whatever. And I was like, you know. If I'm going to go to a, my first AEW pay-per-view, and probably my only AEW pay-per-view, I think I want it to be double or nothing or all out. So we're going to see how that goes. But yeah, I won't go this one. Eddie Kingston and Chris Jericho make their match for Revolution official. Um, I know someone made fun of Jericho saying he would have ab implants. Is that even a thing? Is it? I don't know. He, he I, I get Jericho has been pudgy in the stomach, but I feel like that's when he's come out for, off of tour. But when he's like just working on wrestling, I feel like he's always looked this way. No, he's not as stacked as he used to be, but he's 50 years old. I still think he looks in great shape. I want, I mean, I want to look like that when I get older. And Jay Cargill retains her TBS championship. Rampage. Orange Cassidy, Ricky Starks, they are officially in the ladder match. That means you have Wardlow, Powerhouse Hobbs, Keith Lee, Orange Cassidy, Ricky Starks, and one more person... That match is going to be a fucking disaster, and I'm looking forward to watching it. New Japan. Gabriel Kidd taking a leave of absence. So for those of you who are going to be wondering where he is, that's where that's what happened. GCW. Did apparently not so many pay-per-views. They didn't do too well. But did decent on fight, and I believe that's where their market should be is on fight. Because pay-per-view subscribers, like, there's a lot of money. Especially for, like, GCW has a niche brand right so they have a niche brand so it's like one of those things where how do i say this i feel like they they're not gonna hit the mainstream they're not gonna hit the masses they're too particular in what they offer and i just feel like fight is their best option because fight 
is where like the hardcore MMA people go, uh, wrestlers go to support their people. You know what I'm saying? Unless you're, you know, no one has a, a network like WWE. But you get you get what I'm saying. So it's one of those things where I think that's where they should really focus everything at. Apparently, it was just like a few hundred buys on pay per view, which I can believe. But fight is where they really need to focus, in my opinion. ROH, the, the, the inaugural class is officially announced. It's stacked. They have officially at CM Punk. One of the greatest talents of ROH at uh, all time. I'm not going to relive it. You guys can check the archives for the top 10 ROH moments. He's all over it. So the, the inaugural class is CM Punk, Brian Danielson, Samoa Joe, and the Briscoes. You have the greatest tag team in ROH history and the greatest heavyweight champion in Samoa Joe in a company's promotion. So congratulations to all of them. I actually, I'm looking forward to watching that, that, that show, that Hall of Fame ceremony. Final notes. SmackDown. Xylee finally makes her WWE debut on SmackDown, winning her match against Natalia in like two minutes. Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns signed her contract. Paul Heyman noted, this is not a unification match. He specifically said that. Great. I know some people are dying for a unification match. But you know what? I'm not. I'm really not. Because not, it's not going to stick. Everyone's dying for his unification shit. It won't stick. So why even do it? Just saying. Or asking. Because I want to know. So, anyways. And Usos. The Usos will defend the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championships against the Viking Raiders. The match we did not get at Elimination Chamber because it was an angle, I guess. Um, next week. And then final, final note. Mia Yim had to take to Twitter to say some of the weirdest shit I've ever heard in my life. First of all, if you've seen her latest Instagram post, that woman, Keith Lee is the luckiest man on earth. Or one of the luckiest men on earth. She's absolutely stunning. But this was disturbing. She said that, hey, thank you to the fans. We wouldn't be here without you, etc., etc. But please do not come to our home. Who the fuck is going to their home? And why are you being such a weirdo and going to their home? Like, who told you to do that? Who literally, who woke up and said, Google Maps, where's Keith Lee and Mia Yim live? Or Siri or whoever the fuck. And then just walk to the house and be like, hey, I'm a big fan. How you doing? Want to have coffee? Like, that's, that's the weirdest shit. Stop being weird, bro. Stop doing that. It's not cool. Who's ever doing that? Stop doing it. That's just uncomfortable. Didn't we have a situation two years ago where uh, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville had Stalker actually break into Mandy's house? And the only thing that fucking Jim Cornette was worried about was the day they were breaking kayfabe. Jesus Christ. Just reminding myself of that. Now I'm even more annoyed. Um, yeah, anyways, that's your Monday show for this week. Check out the show on Wednesday. We get into if the Batman is the most anticipated movie, my expectations, and also, don't forget, we have the match of the month coming up in March. So, uh, this is upcoming Sunday, so check it out. I'm your slow chemical, and I am out.